Welcome. This is a super important podcast about hair. Question mark. Featuring Ryan Teal and Stephen Adams as your co-hosts. Let's begin. Hold this up. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Well, welcome. Thank you. Yeah, welcome. It's super awesome. You're part of now. You're you're one of our people that we're going to talk about on a super important podcast. Which would be super great. Yeah. I'm so excited to be on a super important podcast. <laughs> I know. I feel like I'm part of ZZ Top. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing about it too is that is that um, I'm really glad to have you. I mean, for those of you who don't know who uh, this man is, he is what I call one of the uh, three of the, the hairdresser Illuminati. Um, he doesn't do hair, but I swear to God, he, him and like two other people run this industry. Um, and, and I always go to him. He's like a, a big mentor of mine. And so that's Gordon Miller. I adore you. I adore both of you. Yeah, yeah. Well, meet me more. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're like, you know everything, <laughs> you know everything about the industry. So like, I, that's one of the things. How did you get to where you are? Who are you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who what, am you, I? Yeah, who are you? I am, um, well, I'm currently CEO of Hairbrains, you know, so, um, which I absolutely love every single day. Um, I've been in the industry 40 years. Like you said, I'm, I'm not a hairdresser. <laughs> I, um, but I think I've been in more hair classes than the average hairdresser yeah. over, over the years. And I started out in the school side of the industry and kind of pivot point found me and dragged me to Chicago. Um, and gosh, and uh, came into the industry in 1978. I saw some pictures of you with like long, like years. like uh, Bon Jovi hair. I had Seriously? Bon Jovi hair. Yeah, I had a no beard. Way. I had a beard. <laughs> well, I didn't have the, quite the shaggy thing, but I I had long hair. Well, actually, halfway done with that. Really? I need to see I was, pictures. That, that's of that. when I was in college. Um, but no, I, I came up through the school side education. Um, ended up a VP of Pivot Point, a president of Milady. Then I was with the Hairdressers Association, which I ran for ten years. Um, then did some consulting. I fell in love with social and digital. I mean, I really, really, I was one of the early adopters, people tell me. And yeah. I, yes, just, I, I was just like, this is going to change everything. It's well, going to change the industry. And it, and it has, you know, fundamentally. You know, people have different opinions, better or worse, you know. But I, I think it's transformational. And I think, you know, it's, it's um, mostly good. And I, I'm excited about what it's doing and, and what it's going to do. And, and that, you know, led me to American Salon, where I was publisher for three plus years. And, okay. and now Hairbrand, you know. Okay, yeah. And, um, and uh, yeah, and then I mean, retirement's around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where I really met you was in your um, when you were doing uh, your classes on digital social media. I was I one mean, of the first. I'm you proud were, to say. you were, and that, and I, you, you definitely were. And I went to probably three or four of them, and it's like really got it kind of like really got me involved a little bit in social media and just like being on the edge of it. I think it's, I think, I think as a hairdresser, you always have to be. Or you, it, it doesn't actually mean if you're even a, not even a hairdresser, any job, you have to be on the cutting edge of what's new. Right. And I think you've always done that. So. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And really I always tell people to watch what Gordon's doing, because whatever he's doing is what we need to be following, or we will be doing that, you know, eventually. It's the same thing you yeah, said. Yeah, exactly. And I'll, I'll say this, you know, it's been, I guess I maybe even lucky this way, um, but... I love this business so much. I love the people. I love yeah. hairdressers. And, you know, I just, I think because I grew up in the school side of the business and saw people's lives transformed in yeah, really amazing yeah. ways. I just, I love it so much. And so to me, when I see things that I think are going to make a difference, 
you know, I, I want to kind of bang the drum yeah, and yeah. say to everybody, look, look at what's... Yeah. And, and the, the other thing I think is important to say about myself is I'm not that smart. Um, I'm, I like to read. I like to watch. I like to pay attention to what's happening in the larger world around mm. us. So to me, it's like one of the biggest challenges for hairdressers has always been marketing themselves. Right. So I've mm. always been fascinated, like, well, how's the rest of the world market? Mm. And what can mm. we learn mm. from them? Mm. So that, if I have a gift, it's that I pay attention to a lot of stuff and I'm good at copying and translating information for the mm -hmm. industry so and marketing is really I think important for everything we were just talking about this actually earlier today because we were talking about a lot of product lines because we we're walking the floor and we were just say, saying that more than ever marketing is you know I've, I've seen brands start I've seen brands die and I've seen brands that are really amazing that have no marketing yep. that go nowhere. Yep. And then I've seen mediocre products with amazing product, yep. you know, marketing. Yep. We were just talking earlier, it's like, I, American Crew was a product line. When they started, their marketing was done before the product was done. David had David passion. Was, and he was so passionate yep. about it and he was like, I got to see all that stuff beforehand and I was like so amazed. He was polished. Yep. And he did it right, and that's why they're still around. Marketing matters, and it's like, it, it, what you just said applies to salons. How it many does. salons have we seen come and go? How oh, many yeah. hairdressers have we seen come and go? And how many hairdressers who maybe aren't the greatest craftspeople who've had brilliant careers? Careers, exactly. yeah. Because yeah. they were great marketers, they were great talkers. I always tell people, you know, I'm not a hairdresser, I'm a consumer. I, I pay for services, yeah. I, I don't accept free services. And so, well, what do I know about what's on top of my head? What I know is how did I feel when I walked out the yeah, door? And if I yeah. feel good, I'm coming back. Yeah. And, I, and I will forgive someone who did. And someone told me today, they're like, your guy missed kind of the back, the back of your neck. You need a little trim. And I'm like, okay, I'll tell it to him. But I'm going back to him because I adore him. <laughs> but yeah, you have a great relationship. Yeah. And you can like coach him and help him grow. You probably wouldn't stay with him if he kept getting worse. No, I wouldn't. But, you know, I'd give him two or three kind of screw-ups. Exactly, yeah. You know, because it's, it, I like him that much. Are you, you still going to assess him? No. <laughs> I was no. like, was it Travis? No. no. You can be no, honest. No. And I, went, I was a customer as soon as the Chicago for a yeah, very yeah, long no, time. Yeah. And, I, and I left them only because I moved farther north and couldn't uh, get down there okay. anymore. So, uh, so anyway, shout out to Sassoon. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Oh, exactly. And Trent, yeah, yeah, all of them. I mean, I'm trying to think. What do you, you got any Yeah, so so right where now? do you see uh, the industry going? Like, like like what is your like like what's next? Like like you know and and you know in regards to not only like education but just in general because yeah. you have such amazing knowledge on on what is coming and, and what's going to be happening next because of this and this and this. Yeah. And this. So yeah. before you answer the question mm -hmm. though, we want to think about the future. I'm going to break it into categories. Okay. Because because it's such a broad. Yeah, it is. Sure. yeah it is. Sure. So let's start with where do you see salons? We'll start with salons. Okay. Yeah. Where do you see salons going in the future? So this is a almost everyday conversation these days. Yeah, it feels it like is. we're at that place in life, you know, in, in the industry where it's it just bubbled up. It's on everybody's mind, mm -hmm. you know. And I think especially on those who've created businesses and have invested their lives into doing something, and now they're you know they're wondering, am I going to get through the change? Oh, know, exactly. That's coming, and so it's definitely kind of the hot topic. And so I thought a lot about it. And my answer is a little bit contrarian, you know, so which I, I kind of have a reputation. For I love that about you, though. You know, yeah. so, so um, my, my kind of pat answer is um, big, big picture. Big, big picture. Yeah. Um, not that different than today. Um, now, there's a lot of nuances to that. 
And the reason I say that is, again, 40 years. Um, let's, let's talk about our salons today versus 10 years ago. Now, you're in the weeds, you do it, so you would have a different yeah. reaction than I would. But big picture, when I look at the industry, we're like a glacier. You know, we're like mm. a glacier moving, you know, really through the slow. ocean, really slow, and we react to what's happening around us. Mm -hmm. You know, we really yeah. do. You know, innovation usually happens outside the industry, and then it finds its way towards us, you know? Right. Um, salon flooring, you know, was not designed for salons. You know, that mm -hmm. stuff it was a bigger flooring thing happening, and it found its way to us. Yeah. There's all kinds of versions of that in every way, shape, and form. Right. So I, you know, people go to salons for an experience. They go to salon because at a certain level, for some people, it's a commodity and you just have to get a haircut. Yeah. For other people, it really is experiential, and there's, you know, there's a wide variance mm -hmm. of what expectations are. I don't think those are going to change. So if the customer expectations and interests aren't going to change, you know, then, then what about salons will change? As technology changes, we'll adapt. And, and it's, it's moving faster. You know, who knows where it's going to be two years from now, but it's moving faster, and we are slowly adapting. Having said that, we all get to hang with people who are more successful than us. Mm -hmm. And I think that always colors what we think. You know, we, we look at things and we're like, oh, wow, this is taking off. I'll use men's grooming as a perfect example. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, barbering. It's, yeah. like, it's like crazy what's happened in barbering. In the bigger picture of the industry globally, I'd say it's a blip. You yeah, know, no. because, you know, because it's a, a, on the economic scale, it's kind of on the lower end of mm -hmm. the service pricing model. Yep. You know, um, everybody's fascinated with it because of all this Instagram stuff, which is really exciting. It's inspiring. Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's artful. Well, right? we had this, the, the men's thing boomed like before. Before. We lived through it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. And, so then, and like, then it capped. Yep. And you couldn't sell haircutting classes for men right. in the 90s. Yep. I mean, you couldn't give them away. Yep. And, and for how long, you know, and what is the audience for things? You know, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, and there's other, you know, components. I have huge respect for what the barbers are doing yeah. for the craft. But economically speaking, big picture, you know, we know the data is the average guy doesn't go to a salon. You know, the majority of men in this country almost never go to a yeah. salon. Yeah. You know, it's a fairly small segment. And the average salon, not barber shop, you know, I think it's under 20% you know, yeah. of the total business, right? Well, Men and women are about 50-50 in America. You know, there's a few more women actually. Exactly. Because we die younger. Yeah. <laughs> That's the reason, by yeah, the way. Yeah, exactly. We die younger. Um, so, but it's not that balanced from the service perspective. Right. And, and some people might say, oh, that's because they're going to barbershops. There aren't enough barbershops to take care of an yeah. equal amount. They're, they're yeah. going to fast service salons. Or their wife is doing yeah, it. Yeah, they're doing it uh, themselves. Yeah, shaving their head. Yeah. My favorite thing to do when I think about, like, the bigger industry and what we do and how we think about ourselves is to sit in the last row of an airplane. And I always have that moment where I look up and I go, oh my God, who did all that terrible hair? You know? And then, then I'm like, well, hopefully they did it to themselves. But at the same time, if this 200 people is like a, a, a focus group, if yeah. you will, of hair. Yeah, no, it's a great focus group. There's, there's, there's too much bad hair, and the guys are the worst. Yeah. You know, the guys are the worst. Yeah, All the business guys yeah. with those bad haircuts. And and so, again, I think back to what we're talking about here is that, you know, from a trend perspective, I think, you know, men's isn't what we think it is. The excitement around it is not reflected in the shift in the industry. No, I don't think no. So, again, I, I, I think big picture, there's some glacial. It's a, there's glacial changes, and... and um, I think if you want to really dig into the question, you're probably going to ask me about the business models, rental, 
versus condition and all that. Well, no, we just, I mean, we can. We can talk about it. That's the big shift. Yeah, yeah I think so, too. That, that yeah. is the big shift. It, it is. It's a shift mean, that worries me, to be I honest. Have, and I own, what? Well, I own one rental and one, one yep. employee, and I have them side by side. Mm -hmm. And I'm playing, I'm testing it and feeling it and mm -hmm. seeing what's happening with it. It's yep. like my little Petri dish. I love that. I love you. I love you have a petri dish <laughs> on a business model yeah. side of things. Yeah. So rentals interesting because you know it's 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 the one person business, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Now it's evolving quickly because of suites. Like I'm seeing more and more two chair, three chair, uh -huh. four chair suites. Yeah. So now we're not talking. Maybe there's rental, but these are little salons, mm -hmm. yeah. and they're complexes of little salons. Yep. You know, which to me is like going to the mall, which is a complex of retail centers, yeah. right? Yeah. So now, and, and it's interesting, right? Because um, the suite owners, the really great ones, can aggregate all kinds of services, mm -hmm. and yep. there's efficiencies that come. My biggest fear for the industry when it comes to the rental side of life is that I do not believe that the average person who comes into this industry, that their passion is about business. And I think when I look at people yeah. who are successful in business, they were kind of born entrepreneurs. Yeah. Yeah. They had interest in certain things that other people don't, and that's what makes them so successful. And you and I, three of us, we know people you know, mm -hmm. who fit mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Um, but I have watched generations and, and lots of people fail mm -hmm. getting into business, old school, new school. Mm -hmm. And what I'm hearing on the, you know, on the sweet side of thing is like it's just we're not even mature yet, so we don't right. really know where it's headed. But I talk to a lot of friends who are renting suites, being successful, and when I say, okay, I knew you'd be successful because you, you're that person. Yeah. yeah. Right. What's going on around you? Yeah. And I'm hearing often, you know, my neighbors are not the same neighbors they were six months ago. Yeah. And yep. that worries me. I was so, gonna say. It's a it's a really interesting thing the way exactly what you're talking about yeah. and I think this I'm thinking about it just going back to the men's we're talking about barbershop because the barbershop model ninety percent of the time in the barbershop model maybe more it's more people come in and it's, they're all independent contractors oh, yeah. which is illegal by the way right. independent contracting it illegal, illegal. <laughs> <laughs> it <is>. different <laughs> conversation yeah. we'll talk about that another time <laughs> it, it is yeah and. And it's like, it's fascinating to me because in my salon, I put in a barber chair. Mm -hmm. I gave, I decided to like dedicate, you know, like a little 10 by 10 area yep. for barbering. And my goal was to see like what was going to happen and see how we could grow it and see what we can do and see where we, you know, but it's you know, almost impossible to hire, hire an employee. Right. As a, or a barber as an employee. Because their culture as business, as a, as, as a part of the industry, the culture is rental. I mean, mm -hmm. it, 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 it is, you come into something and you're like, well, this is how we do what we do. Mm -hmm. Barbers are independent contractors, yeah. you know. Um, rental, you know, yeah. for a lot of people, rental feels new. You know, rental really, you know, I don't know that it began in the African-American community, but it has been the yeah. primary business yeah. model, 90 yeah. some percent. Um, for decades and decades right. and decades. And so similar challenges, you know, in that segment of our industry because it's like, well, this is how we do our business. And so the commission thing is a little foreign. Yeah. yeah. You know, and now and California, rental 70, 80% of that of the California market's been rental again for decades. Yeah. So it's, it's this is a very complex conversation. Oh, yeah. that we're trying to simplify. Yeah, we, can, yeah. we can talk for an hour about it. Especially yeah. with oh, California yeah, know, and, exactly, and yeah. them getting hit really bad like right. what, last year. Yeah, yeah. 
and yeah, I mean, so it's always, it is interesting. I don't know. I think I don't think it's ever going to really change. Like, we're. I don't think like independence going to take over. Right. And I I think it needs to have a model. Yeah. Both. Well, and I th- I think you know that we all want mentorship and mm-hmm. leadership in our lives. You know, whether we're a boss who needs a mentor outside being mm-hmm. a boss, or or somebody who's working for somebody. And I, I honestly believe that, you know, the, the movement of rental is a reaction. I talk to kids all the time. Kids. For me, a kid is like 40. Thank you. I talk to people all the, all the time. It's like, okay, you made this change. Why? More often than not. And, and I can have a more honest conversation than perhaps they had with the owner. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So what was going on. More often than not... The conversation is about failed management, yeah. failed leadership. Exactly. I went to work for somebody hoping certain things would happen. I was hoping for education. I was hoping for some mentorship. I was hoping my salon would market. And you know, and they're not. And this is just you know all these conversations. Yeah, yeah. No, those are they're all... not. And so therefore, I couldn't figure out a reason why I would keep doing it the way I'm doing it. You know, so I decided to go out and do it a different way. And I do really believe that that's one of the biggest challenges that. The industry's faced for decades, and yeah. I believe it finally something happened. Uh-huh. And, and and now the you know Pandora's box, the box is open, and now we got to figure out how to how to best deal with it, and how to right, support right. those who are renting, and 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 make them as good as we can. And I think that's why things like the suites are interesting to me. Um, um, Salon Republic in California, mm-hmm. Eric Taylor yeah. does a great job. I mean, the services and the support that they give the renters. You know, is phenomenal. It's yeah. like living in a great apartment building. They yeah. give you amenities because yeah. yeah. they want to keep you as a renter. Right. So they want you to be successful. Yeah. And I, I, I would encourage anybody who's going to go into rental to seek out a situation yeah. where there's yeah. stuff That's around be you. Support. Yeah. Where and there's so many good ones really right now too. Like yeah. all, all of those, like Phoenix and Sola and and yeah. you know uh, Studio Suites and all that. I mean, they're they're all like fantastic. And then you just have to know you're taking on a second job, yeah. which is running a business. Yeah. And yeah. when you're an employee, perhaps you. Exactly. Yeah, so. so I have another question. Um, what sort of advice would you give uh, somebody starting up in the industry right now? Like, you know, maybe outside of, you know, obviously education or the stereotypes, but what would Gordon Miller give, you know, advice to somebody? Like, maybe you were starting right now in the industry as a hairdresser. What would you, what would you tell yourself? I, you know, I, I, I say this to students. Um, I sometimes don't get invited back to schools when I say this <laughs> to students. But, you know, I, I, you know, I think knowledge is power, you know, mm-hmm. and I just think it's so important to truly understand the reality of the business, which I would believe that many in the industry don't. You know, but so first thing I would say to myself, that I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give advice to somebody else. Okay, so okay My first okay. advice <laughs> I would give to somebody else, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, is that to understand that everybody in America who needs a haircut can get a haircut. Uh-huh. There's, there's nobody waiting for you to come into this industry. And so the competition is fierce. And again, after 40 years, it's never been as fierce as it is. Yeah. You know, and, and for salons, for individuals, and as always, um, you know, again, talking about the future versus the past, there's always been great success stories. Always. Right. Mm-hmm. There still are. Mm-hmm. Amazing success stories. There will always be there. Um, there are also, and we don't talk about them enough, Failures. Yeah. You know, every single day, you know, people leave this industry. They always have. You know, they always have. So what I would say to anybody, you know, is, you know, understand that and then think, do you have what it takes? You know, do you really have what it takes? Are you are you passionate enough about and I'm I i do not forget about being passionate about the craft. 
because I, I believe it's like a relationship with another human being. Sometimes it takes you a little while to get there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. You know, you kind of know this, you think this is what you want to do, but do you have a passion for working hard? Yeah, this is yeah. a hard it is. business. You've got you to get in there and do the work. Yep. And, not, like, and too many people don't. Yeah. So, it's, it's, really, it's really sad when that happens. And by the as way, a salon owner, as a salon owner yeah. and as an employer, yep. it's like I see it so many times where I bring somebody in and just was they're about to like, where you can just see yep. it's like they're about to explode and become like really awesome, they quit. Yeah, we all know so many of those. Yeah. It's like, oh. And here, but here's what I would say about almost anything we talk about in the industry. Um, if you look outside the industry and talk to people who are, do other things, they'll have the same stories. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is people. Yeah, it is. You yeah. know, yeah. and it's and it's America today, and it's it's all kind. You know, people like to blame the new generation. I love the millennials, yeah. and I love yeah. the kids younger. Yeah. You know, I you know I just think they're so passionate, and you know, just because they won't put up with some of the same shit that we put up with, you know, we think something's wrong with them. And why <laughs> do they need to? And why <laughs> do they need to? Like like I just thought, because yeah. you know because we had to do like finger waves in beauty right. school. Doesn't mean they have to do finger waves right. and beauty school. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm a believer in the old finger waves and the classics. Again, not as a hairdresser because what my mentor Leo Passage taught mm-hmm. me. However, you know, uh, again, I, I, I just think um, we all need to be a little bit more understanding yeah. of the new generation. Oh yeah, yeah, and, no. respe- and respectful. Yeah. You gotta be yeah. very respectful. Yeah. Yeah. And as we should be. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with them. They're great. Awesome. So let's see, where do you see trade shows? Trade shows, you know, again, having watched them forever, um, when I came in, I'm so old, there was no amplification on the floor, there was no music, there wasn't, there wasn't, they were quiet, and I I believe that one of the biggest challenges trade shows have today is creating an environment where we as attendees can enjoy the experience. I came up with a great idea today, we talked about it in our class, on how, I want to, See okay. If you have my let's, feedback. Let's pitch it. Okay. Here's my here's my pitch. I think trade shows are super important. I do too. I think they're possibly so we all see our friends, see our friends, new it's mentors. It's like it's a time where we actually become united. But yep. what I think the focus is right now, like you you had a classroom right yep. over here. It's on the fourth floor. It's hard to get to. DJ Muldoon, his classroom, we couldn't yep. even find. It was super hard. What they should be doing is they should take all the classrooms and put all the manufacturers in the classrooms. So that's where they have their products. They should have on the floor all education. the education oh, with no with no volume, so people can go and actually very interesting watch yeah. all the education and actually learn. And if they are inspired by a product, go to the room. Interesting. I, so here's my take on that because I don't think they're going to do that. <laughs> that's a very interesting idea. No, I think you know. So I just took a vacation. Uh, first time in a long time, I took a vacation. I went to I went to Japan. Oh, oh wow. yeah. I went to Tokyo. I had such a good, I had such a good time. And because I'm an American, I can't help myself. I went to Tokyo Disneyland. Okay. And Did spent you? A day. I had such That's a good cool. time. Oh, awesome. Such a good time. Everybody, put it on your bucket list. Go to Tokyo. Go to Japan. Go to Kyoto too, by the way. Um, but Disney, they're the geniuses of direction. Yes. yes. Yeah. You can't get lost. I mean, well, you can get. Here's the thing. If you do get lost. Every 20 feet, there's someone to help you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they have service down at such a level. Yeah. And I think if, if, if what you said is true, you know, I struggle at every trade show to find something, you know? Yeah. And if there were better signage, if there yeah. was more helpers, yeah. there were more information yeah. people yeah. who were not waiting to go back to the home at night, 
because you know the people who work these convention centers sometimes they're not that helpful because no. they're nice people they're nice little old ladies you know god bless you um <laughs> actually we've, we've, we've met a couple today <laughs> yeah. that have been really great where they're yeah. guiding us we're like where's this yeah. room and this lady's like I've worked here for 25 years and I just she's like I just found it <laughs> so but I do think if this is a problem and I think I agree with you it is I think it's up to the shows because here's what here's what I do know about trade shows and I love trade shows and I say to everybody if you don't go to one a year yeah. you know you're not a committed professional yeah. and and if you are a committed professional and you just somehow don't know how important it is Pay attention. Yeah. It's so important. We know people's lives have been changed. Oh, yeah. Completely. Careers blown up, opportunity. And we're here talking about trends. Well, this is where, mm -hmm. this is the microcosm of the industry. You want, this is the good, the bad, the ugly all in one place. I mean, you really want to see fundamentally who are we as an industry. Mm -hmm. You come here. You come here. Yeah. You know, and it, you see the diversity of, of every part of the industry, every age group of the industry. You can see how we're getting younger as an industry. Now, some of us are getting older, but I do believe you know, demographically, Society has the young demographics huge. Yeah, yeah, bigger than it's ever been, and that's having an impact on the industry. So I, trade shows will always be here. They're evolving. This was a rough year, you know, for trade shows. Yeah. Um, kudos to Premier Orlando yeah. because I think you guys, you guys are rock solid this yeah. year. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, think, I think, but you know, some of the others struggled a bit, um, and that worries us. Yeah, those of us who go to trade shows. I think education's taken a hit at trade shows the last few years, and that's disappointing. Trade show folks, I'd encourage you more classrooms, better classrooms, um, make it easier for educators to be here, um, make it less expensive for them to be here. I, I just think it's, 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 it's this, is, this to me is the power of a trade show. Mm -hmm. Come take a class, come take a workshop, go visit a main stage, and then go shopping. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, shopping should be, and, and by the way, shopping should be secondary. Secondary. and and. Advice to those who haven't shopped yet on a trade show for um, shop early, shop late. Yeah, don't shop, in, don't shop yeah. in the middle. Don't take classes. Yeah, you know, classes. it's like going to Disney. My Disney, my Disney. Are we allowed to say? Are we allowed to speak to people off camera? Yeah, oh, yeah. you sure can. So, actually, we, Oscar, so Oscar, Oscar, Oscar another, <laughs> another old person. So <laughs> this is this uh, is the, like the oldest. Oscar Oscar Bond and we're, the old the old hairdresser bus is pulling up to the building shortly. <laughs> <laughs> we're it's all gonna get on. They're gonna let me on. Oh. <laughs> so, hi, Oscar Bond. Good to see you. Yeah, good always good to see you. Good to see you all. Yeah. We're, so we're, we're doing a, I don't know, we're doing a it's podcast. A podcast. Okay. It's, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we're, yeah. Are you? he was going to come and join us. So that's yeah. awesome. We're it's perfect. So, next, so this you're is next, so you have to leave until <laughs> my, my time. <laughs> my, my time, Oscar. It takes a while. I need to go to the bathroom anyway. Okay. Down the hall, through the... Speaking of great education at trade shows, Oscar Bond. Oscar Bond. Yeah, always. I went to work Oscar at Lonza because he he was there. There you go. I went to Lonza. There you go. Okay, <laughs> so I have a, a last question for we you. We worked okay. together. Okay. Um, I know that you uh, are a big music fan and you started the um, the uh, Spotify, uh, Hairbrain Spotify. Oh, yeah. I did a, I did a little playlist. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we want to know. It's running constantly, right? Yeah. It's still going. It's still going. Okay. okay yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, we update it. You update it. Okay. You guys have to. Yeah. Give me some yeah. songs. Well, see, that's the thing. This is. We want to know yours. Top five. Mine. Your top five. Oh. That you and let's go albums. We're gonna go albums. Oh, yeah. We're making it even harder. <laughs> top. So five. first of all, I'm a, I'm a very big K-pop fan. Really? <laughs> I love you know, actually, that doesn't. I love K-pop. <laughs> At first, I was like, no, but actually. You know, the, 
but yes. not. But I like kind of old school K-pop. So big, you know, Big Bang, G Dragon. Check them out. Uh, my my friend, my dear friend Carlos Sugar Skulls. You know, I introduced him to G Dragon, and he just sent me a note about it when I was in Tokyo. Now he was confused. Um, that's J-pop, you know. So <laughs> yeah, he encouraged me to go see them in Japan. But um, but I lo- I do love K-pop, so I, I love Big Bang. Okay. I, I don't remember the name of their last album, but, but I'm a fan of that. G Dragon in particular, um, which was I think the unknown album. Um, old school. I'm a so I'm not good at remembering album names. Okay. okay. Oh, no, I'm terrible. So, That's okay. So, so like just... Best of Aretha Franklin. Okay. You know, okay. like high on the list. Um, my first album I ever had is still one of my favorites. So it's Janis Joplin and Big Brother and the Holding oh, Company. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So there we go. <laughs> so the old folks. Again, the old folks are in the house. Um, gosh, who, who? Oh, top, top, top. Um, I, you know, I love the Rolling Stones. Okay. You know, okay. I, I love the Rolling Stones. And to me, it's always kind of a best of, you yeah. know, because sure, yeah. Yeah. every album, you know, it's like there's two or three that stand out. Yeah. You know, and then yeah. Kind of, yeah, that's why I love Spotify. Who said Frozen? Oscar's going for Frozen. I want to look at my playlist. You know, I want to. Well, I'm not going to look at my Spotify sure, playlist. Sure. Who else do I? I love. I love. Um, oh, it's so it's so diverse. You know, it's so, I, I like Linkin Park. You know, a lot. You know, um, I like Anita Baker. Yes. Okay, a lot. Okay. okay, you know, and yeah, my 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 personal playlist is is way more diverse because if you go to Hairbrain Conversations on Spotify, it's a playlist. Um, one only one song on the list is mine. Oh wow! So okay. yeah, those are songs from Mark Hayes, and okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Else, oh, from yeah. Ginger yeah. Boyle, yeah. and yeah, we have all kinds of people on there. So now I got to have the two of you on together. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, that would so be fun. We yeah, totally do it. Okay, cool. <laughs> and, and you'll give me names for songs that I can. Yeah, answer sure. Oh, yeah. So, okay. um, uh, how can people like get a hold of you if you want them to get a hold do you of want you? Them to? Um, I totally. Okay. I answer all the DMs. I'm a very modern guy, so, uh-huh. so I love Instagram DMs. You know, just love Instagram yeah. DMs. Pardon me. Oscar Bond says I'm very accessible. Accessible. He always picks up the phone. Yeah, he does. No, I got it with me at all times. You know, so. But DM me, you know, um, G-O-R-D-N-M, Gordon M with one O. That's Instagram. That's yep. me on Instagram. I'm boycotting Facebook. We we love Facebook for, for Hairbrained, and I'm on there every single day for it. I believe it's really powerful for business on a personal level. Um, they're destroying the world, sorry. Um, and so, therefore, I am boycott. I have not participated personally on Facebook in over a year. Okay. Yep. Um, but I'm on there every day for Hairbrained. Um, you can email me, I'm Gordon at HB Hairbrain, HB Mail, M A I L dot M E, not dot com. So Gordon at HB Mail dot M E. Not, not M A L E. HB Mail. M. No. <laughs> I don't even know what to do about this. You know, I'm the gay guy between these two straight guys and I'm getting nervous. <laughs> you know? On that note, <laughs> this has been a blast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank you so Thank much you for so joining much for us. Yeah. So they so made great. me hold the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding it too close now. You, 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 you started off here. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. They should have warned me. It's like Ricky Bobby. Well, we like, I don't do, know what to do with my hands. We may have to do this again. <laughs> no, no, it'll be all good. So, Actually, we should do one. Yeah, in the future, yeah. So